0: Alright, I am back with another episode of the podcast with no name. Today, we'll be talking about the first Spike TV episode for Impact, TLC, and more stuff. Of course, I didn't record an episode last week. That's because I've decided I will do this every other week on... Tuesdays so mark your calendar so this is probably the final episode and it's only the second episode of 2020 (laughs) so we're moving into the new year let's first talk about TNA's first episode on Spike TV all right Spike TV's first episode of Impact it starts off with like a long intro and I thought this might just be you know the only intro and then it goes into another w- intro, which was Impact's actual intro. So that was weird. But the show kicks off with the X Division champion, AJ Styles versus future undisputed, I remember, Roderick Strong. Match kicks off with Styles, just letting Strong have zero offense. Strong starts getting technical, and Strong and Styles trade leapfrogs. Dropkick by Styles after getting back in the ring, Styles gets a two, then locks in a submission. Christopher Daniels comes out and distracts Styles. Backbreaker by Roddy for a two. Strong locks in the submission. Enzigiri by AJ followed up by a Pele. Reverse DDT and the Styles clash to win. Styles wins and then we see Mike Tenay and Don West talk about their debut on Spike TV. Next up is a Monty Brown hype package. Leading into the Shane Douglas interview with Monty Brown where he just makes random noise. Then talks about TNA's debut on Spike. And then it just screams pounce. So, that's all that uh, interview was, was just him making noises and saying pounce. Which is a great interview idea. Anyways, we cut to Raven beating up everyone backstage with a trash can. We're talking all the jobbers in TNA history. All the security guards just getting hit with a trash can. One hit and they're down. That's what was happening. Going on to yet another... Monty Brown thing on this episode, as the alpha male Monty Brown faces a jobber, and I think his- I know he has a Lee and his name, because it was on his, the back of his trunks. I didn't really write down anything, because it was a pretty quick match for Monty Brown to win, so that's really all that happened. I know he hit the pounce, like he always does, but anyways, TNAX Division hype package next. There's a lot of hype packages on this show. And a lot of, like, hype just everywhere for everyone. Anyways, that moves into Petey Williams versus Alex Shelley versus Chris Sabin, which was a pretty good match. Alex Shelley and Petey Williams team up on Sabin to kick it off. After some action, Sabin hits a moonsault on the outside, knocking down both his opponents. Petey Williams gets a near fall. Alex Shelley lifts up Sabin for a spinning belly to back. Petey and Alex hit a double suplex on Sabin and argue over who gets the pin. Sabin kicks both away and rolls up Shelly for a two. Alex Shelly forcefully headbutts the midsection of Williams. Spinebuster by Shelly for a two. Russian leg sweep by P.D. Williams into a filled Canadian destroyer. Sabin hits a powerball on Williams, then an enziguri onto Shelly. Sabin wins from a title sh- from a title shock. Petey hits a Canadian destroyer on Sabin post match. Then we move into Larry Sabisco interviewing somebody. I forget who it was. Which was interrupted by the man himself, Tito Ortiz. And then we see a hype package, which is probably the weirdest one of this show, for three live crew. So, you know, all my three live crew fans and fans of this podcast probably would enjoy that. Anyways, Rhino versus Jeff Hardy is next. Rhino attacks Hardy and beats him up in the corner. Big shot by Rhino. Hardy dodges a clothesline and hits one himself. Cardiac arrest. I think that's what that move is called. You know, where he drops kick him in the corner. By Hardy in the corner for a 2. Spinebuster for a 2. Rhino stomps out the arm of Hardy. Jeff tries to get an offense but Rhino hits a body dro- a body slam not a drop. Hardy dodges a diving headbutt. Rhino and Hardy trade blows. Jeff drops the leg drop. Between the legs for a two. Yeah, you know that move where he like drop kicks him after it? I think you know what I'm talking about. So, you know. Let me just find. For a two, Twist of Fate by Hardy. He goes up for a Swanton, but gets attacked by Abyss, giving him the DQ in. And then after, yeah, so there's like already a DQ end to this, and it's Spike's first episode. Why was this picked up? After the match, Rhino and Abyss fight over a chair and the lights go out. It could be Sting. It could be The Undertaker. But no, it's just Sabu, who comes out to help Jeff Hardy by giving everyone concussions and throwing a chair at their head. Jeff dives outside and Jeff and Sabu celebrate. What a team. I don't know if they actually teamed. Like, was that just a one-off thing? Who knows? Anyways, well, I guess a lot of people know. Like, I forget if that was a real thing, like a real team. But moving in to the thing that they've been pushing this whole episode, it is the controversy in Canada. All they've said about this is it was in Canada with Jeff Jarrett. So I would imagine that everybody was dead and the Rock shout out to Deadlock. But what happened was Jarrett, with help from AEW, AEW, yep, AMW, America's Most Wanted, It was the NWA title, and then Scott D'Amore celebrated. Which leads into the Jeff Jarrett promo, where he comes out with AMW. America's Most Wanted. Jarrett cuts a promo about him building building up TNA. I cannot speak. Jarrett gloats about AMW and brings out Scott D'Amore. Scott reminds Jeff of his end of the agreement, and D'Amore and Jarrett hug. Three live crew comes out and says... The fans built TNA. You know, basically just the most basic babyface comment ever. Jarrett tells Conan to make him shut up, which results in a huge brawl. Team Canada come out to help Jarrett. The Dudleys debut or Team 3D to help 3 Live Crew. Kevin Nash comes out to intimidate Jarrett. Nash hits a jackknife. And then, he says at Bound for Glory... He has unfinished business and challenged Jeff Jarrett for the NWA title, and then Devon Dudley grabs the mic, brother Devon, and says the fans want AMW versus Team 3D, which Don Callis just pops at the table. He's just screaming and said, "Yes, we want that," you know, and that was the show. It was a very quick show compared to an hour; they're like two hours. They wasn't; they didn't really have long shows, at least, you know, without all the commercials, which I guess makes sense because commercials really build up the time, but yeah, I'd give that show like a four from what I remember watching it two weeks ago, it was a very okay show to debut, but like, you know, it could have been better, moving on to Velocity, that's right, we're going to talk about Velocity on this podcast episode, all right. Moving on to Velocity for May 25th, 2002. The debut of Velocity. So this was the first episode, and what did they kick off with? Tajiri versus Billy Kidman. Which went down like this. Technical start between the two. Kick off. The two to kick off. Yeah, that's what I meant. You know, to start off the match. I read that wrong. Kick, see an empty comment. Yeah, when they did the kick, they like, cut to a camera angle, and it just had, like, no commentators at the table, but you could hear Al Snow and Michael Cole talking. <laughs> like, where was they, the crowd? By Kidman. The kick was by Kidman. And takedown. Takedown and headlock by Tajiri. snapper by Kidman, followed by a suplex for two. Body slam and knee to the face by Tajiri. Arm drag, followed by a hurricane run by Billy. Baseball slide, sending Tajiri to the announce desk. Springboard leg drop by Billy Kidman. Kidman stomps out Tajiri in the corner, but gets sent into the other corner. We come back to Tajiri, choking out Kidman, then kicking him in the head. Technical start onto the arm of Kidman, kicked to the head by Tajiri, and kicks him in the arm. Surfboard submission by Tajiri. Tajiri works on the arm some more. cross body by Kidman for two. Tajiri then kicks Kidman multiple times for two. Tajiri slaps Kidman. He then locks in an armbar-like move. Chop by Tajiri. Kidman reversed a moonsault. Both are down for a nine. Clothesline by Kidman for a near fall. DDT by Tajiri for two. Powerbomb by Kidman for another near fall. Kick to the head from Tajiri for a close two. Kick to the arm by Tajiri who is caught with a drop kick to the back. Tarantula by Tajiri. Tori Wilson randomly comes out, because, like, they had a storyline with Tajiri and Tori Wilson. Kenman rolls up for two, Irish whip, Tajiri's leg is caught by Tori. Kenman slams down Tajiri for three. So that's how they started. It was a really good match. Uh, And then one of many, many, many flashbacks. So they first had a very long flashback. To like Judgment Day and SmackDown. I don't remember what these flashbacks was. But they was really long. Took up most of the show. But next match. Was Hardcore Holly versus the Big Val Boski. Another technical start to a match. Which there was a lot of. On this episode. Of Velocity. Shoulder tackle and close on by Val. Chops by Hardcore followed by Chops by Val. Suplex for a 2 by Venus. Elbow and Knee to Holly, followed by Punches to the Face. Stun Gun by Holly and a Belly to Belly for a 2. Low Blow by Holly, followed by a Suplex. Kick to the Face by Val. And an Elbow Clothesline. And an Elbow. on by Hardcore, followed by a Slam for 2. By Val. Body Drop and a Fisherman Suplex, but Hardcore Kicks Out. Blue Thunder Bomb by Venus for a Close 2. Roll up by Holly for two. Spinebuster by Val. Money shot missed. Dropkick to win by Hardcore Holly. Another flashback, followed up by another flashback. To move into the main events. Which was for the women's title. And a bra and panties match, because everybody's paying to see that. Well, back then, you know, Stacy Keebler versus Trish Stratus. It was a very, very quick match. It kicked off with a body slam onto the belt by Keebler, Chucking out Trish in the corner. Trish kicks off Stacy and hits multiple punches. Stacy Keebler removes the shirt of Trish, and Trish removes the shirt the shirt of Stacy. Kick to the face and slap by Keebler. Trish removes the pants of Keebler to retain. And then there was a chick kick after the match. It was a very short match. You know, they just wanted to pop the fans. But yeah, this episode overall gets like a three. Just for that Tajiri and Billy Kinman match. But, you know, that was like their kickoff episode of Velocity. So we're doing just a lot of debut episodes in this one. But let's move in to AEW from last week. Alright, moving in to AEW. The show kicked off with Hangman and The Dark Order, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Versus Hardy Party, which is just Private Party and Matt Hardy. In the middle of the match, Silver kicks Cassidy in the chest twice. The two trade shots. Quinn is tagged in and it's the average WBSVR hot tag. You know, like where they hit them one dude and then they go to the corner and hit the other one. It was very much like that. Double team moves by Private Party for two. Creative moonsault by Quinn where he jumped off the back of uh, Silver. I think that was a really cool spot. But he only got a two count for that. Hardy is tagged in and beats down Silver. Sleeper applied by Matt. Back suplex by Silver. Attempted side effect reversed. Matt goes up for an elbow, which is reversed. Brainbuster by Silver. Hangman is tagged and hits two clotheslines. Reverses a German and hits a a slam. Clothesline from hell for two. Hardy is tagged back in and hits a side effect for two. Hangman reverses a twist of fate and hits a clothesline. Reynolds and Quinn come in for fast-paced action. Suplex variation for two. Arena is dead silent. Like, there was nothing happening. You could hear a bee's buzz and, like, a pin dropping. It was silent. Hangman's team with trio team moves. John Silver hits hit with a twist of fate outside. JR hints that uh, Hangman versus J- Matt Hardy feud just out of nowhere. They're, like, just staring at each other, and Jarrow's like, oh, this could be a feud. Hey, guys. Hey, viewers. Hey, Marks. This could be a feud, you know? But the match ended with a gin and juice. Hardy tagged in and got the pin. So there's, like, some tension being built between Matt Hardy and Private Party. Which, I mean, that's good for Private Party, because the name, you know, Matt Hardy, very big. Especially for, like, Attitude Era fans. So, that's good for the career of private party, but, you know. Anyways, moving on to uh, Inner Circle interview about the Dinner Debonair, since there was, uh, I think it was PWI, they said? Or they got an award for it? <laughs> it was a very dumb little segment, but it was okay. And then the Cody Rhodes segment, which I legit thought was just to build up to him versus vs. Helico, But no! It was them revealing that they was... Expecting a child. So, congrats to them. You know, very, very big for Cody Rhodes. Moving in to Cody Rhodes versus Angelico. Match starts with a lockup. And Helico tosses down Cody. Lockup again. This was a very technical match. Cody goes after the arm and flies over for an arm drag. And Angelico works on the arm of Rhodes. Rhodes tosses him off and Helico flings off Cody. Another lockup. Cody once again works on the arm and Helico tosses off Cody and taunts. Dropkick by Cody. For one. As we go to Picture and Picture. Oh yeah, drop kick by Cody for one. Yeah, because I keep a one count. And then we go into JR's favorite moments. Picture and picture. He can talk about his barbecue sauce. We come back with a kick from Cody, taking both down. Close lines from Cody, and a power slam for two. Navarro's dos mil from Angelica, but Cody gets to the ropes and bites the bottom one. Bicycle by Cody, and a roll up for two. Angelica reverses the disaster kick. Navarro, death roll. The end of the match, sees a Cody cutter for three. But, like, when he bit the rope, was like, oh, I've never seen that. That's never happened in wrestling before. Never, ever has it happened. It's not been a thing, Ever. Like, he pushed that like he's the first person to ever do that. I'm pretty sure somebody else has done that. Like, it can't just be Cody Rhodes who just magically thought of this random way to get out of the, um you know, the rope break. Because I just got a message from Kevin Von Eric on Twitter. So... That's really dope. This was this is impromptu. Shout out to Kevin Von Eric for messaging me on Twitter. Just randomly. If you want to go follow my Twitter, it's just flashback moments at OTD underscore wrestling. So, I don't know when this podcast is coming up, but I'm probably still going to be posting on it. I am taking a break off of it, though, for Christmas. But Taz came out going back to, you know, I was just rambling on because of that. Very cool. But anyways, Taz came out mocking Cody Rhodes about his child where Darby Allen, and Cody Rhodes basically get roasted. Because <laughs> Taz said, well, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks made you two his child. Where's our congratulations? And then, like, that's the biggest roast of the century by Team Taz, apparently. It's like, I like Team Taz. I hope Taz isn't listening to this. And thinking, oh, he hates this. Because I love Team Taz. It's a great concept. Especially with Hook. What a name. Anyways, Miro promo with the weird noise in the beginning. I don't know if that was just, like, mine. But it had, like, a very odd noise. But, But, like, it just, they just act like nothing happened. Because Miro just talked about Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Like, the commentary didn't mention anything about it. And then... Oh, I missed this part. Before Miro's promo, Taz made... Team Taz made their way to the ring when Sting came out. And just stands there staring at everyone. Like, just saying, oh, that's people. You know, he was just staring at everybody, not doing anything. (laughs) But Team Taz was so scared. Moving on to our third... Promo. Back to back to back. Eddie Kingston promo berating the crowd. Kingston says, Kingston told God, he ain't dead yet. He's not dead yet. He said, I'm not dead yet, brother. (laughs) He then says, Palk isn't coming back. Eddie says Lance Archer's name and he comes out. Eddie and Archer brawl and Eddie's family, or as Jar calls it, his fam, comes out and helps. Death Triangle come out and everyone brawls. Death Triangle and Lance Archer come out on top in the brawl. So it's just like, you know, a quick throwaway heels versus neutrals, I guess. Because I don't know if Polk is really a face. But moving into our fourth promo. Where Dustin Rhodes is interviewed about the Dark Order. Interview. Dustin Rhodes about the Dark Order. You know, where last week they, s- they invited him. Buster Roach says, Seven was a bad idea then, and it was a bad idea now. And then he challenged Evil Uno to a match at New Year's. Whatever that show is going to be called. (laughs) The one with Snoop Dogg. Orange Cassidy joined commentary for Best Friends, Varsity Blondes, and Top Flight versus Inner Circle. Which is just Inner Circle. (laughs) To be honest, I really wasn't paying attention to this match. You know, I was just scrolling through Twitter, posting, and stuff. But, I seen MJF got Inner Circle the win, and then they just beat up everyone. Thunder Rosa promo about Britt Baker. Reba comes up, and Britt Baker attacks Thunder Rosa. And then she says again, you don't belong here. Get out of here, basically. So, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a good, you know, match. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. So, like, I'm very excited for Revolution. If this is even going to hold out until Revolution, it might just happen on the Dynamite. Moving into SCU versus The Acclaimed. I was very, very excited about this because The Acclaimed, you know, debuting on Dynamite. SCU and Acclaimed have a short battle rap, then the bell rings. hello by Kazarian. Bowens pushes off and gets hit with a shoulder tackle. Northern Lights for two. Daniels is tagged in. Double team moves by SCU for two. Bowens throws off Daniels and tags Caster. Daniels and Caster trade blows. Oh, if you don't know, Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. So, those two are the acclaimed. So, big boot in the corner. But moving back into what I was saying, you know, the action that happened. Big boot in the corner by Daniels. Elbow by Daniels. Then Kaz for two. Bowens is tagged and Kaz works on the arm. Chops in the corner. Bowens tosses over Kaz. Acclaimed attacks Kaz outside as we go, to once again Jared's favorite moment, picture-in-picture. Picture. We come back where Caster is tagged. Kaz kicks both off, DDT onto Caster. Bones and Daniels is tagged. Daniels fights off both the Acclaimed. Blue Thunderbomb for two. Daniels goes for a BME, but Caster stops him. Bowens puts Daniels on top of the turnbuckles. Bones is shoved off, and Daniels hits a crossbody for two. Roll up by Daniels for another two. Caster hits Daniels with their boom box that they come out with, which got Bowens and the Acclaim the win. And then after that, the Acclaim dissed the Young Bucks, leading into their title match that's happening, like, next week. Well, I'm recording this on Tuesday, so tomorrow, Top Flight interview about why they helped fight off Chris Jericho and MJF. Happened. It happened. It was a thing. Moving into Diamante and Elise versus Big Swole and Serena Deep. After a bunch of ads, we see Serena Deeb working on the leg of Ivalice. Super Superkick to the gut by Elise. Deeb hits a neckbreaker off the apron. Gutbuster into a figure 4 by Deeb. Elise tags Diamante. Double team onto Serena Deeb for 2. Big Swole comes in. After some action, Swole hits a headbutt. Tiger Driver into the clear water. Cleverleaf to get Serena Deep and Big Swole the win. It was like, I feel like it was because of most of the ads. It was very short. But, like, it was good for short. For a short match. Same with, uh, you know, Big Val, but it wasn't, that wasn't really short, so I don't know what I'm chatting about. Because <laughs> Big Val versus Hardcore Holly, which we just talked about, was pretty long. Moving in, anyways, to Nyla Rose attacking Swollen Deep. When Red Velvet comes out with a chair, rushing all three of the attackers off. And then we see Best Friends talk backstage about Mirror. FTR came out after a Jurassic Express high package to dish out how they feel about their booking on Jurassic Express. Basically saying they're a mockery to, like, tag team wrestling. <laughs> and they was, like, saying, well, we we don't like how we're getting booked, Tony, so... Shut up about Jurassic Express. It was like, you know, just basically a promo about them not liking them, how they're booked when they're former tag champs. Moving into the main event. Joey Janela versus the AEW world champion Kenny Omega. Joey Janela hits Omega with a trash can. Don, Dow- Do- Don Callis, I cannot say his name, <laughs> apparently, and Tony Schiavone have a war of words about who commentate. Kotaru Crusher on a chair by Omega. Baseball slide by Omega and Tope Kanhiro. Don Carlos commentates with a mic ringside. Omega hits the back of Janela with a cookie sheet. Omega grabs a mic and basically pulls a black snow and just commentates while he's wrestling. That was very cool. Because, like, I don't know if that was meant to be a little throwback to, you know, a little reference to that, but I felt like that was kind of cool. And comment, But he commentated while he fought. Another hit with a cookie sheet. Omega hits a moonsault with a trash can for two. Omega hits a double stomp using the trash can. Kenny attempts to one winged angel, but Janela reverses with a hurricane run up. Sunny Kiss sets up a table. Janela hits a leg drop, sending Omega through the table. Moonsault dodged two V triggers followed by one winged angel to win. So it was like, you know, very good hardcore match. But after the match, Don Callis talked about Omega's win. When Paul comes out and says they have unfinished business, Puck explains how Phoenix never lost the tournament when Callis says wrestlers don't tell the champs what to do. Paul says, oh, that's all right. I already talked to TK, Tony Khan, and he sanctioned a match, says December 30th. Tomorrow, I'm pretty sure, no, not tomorrow, but next week, Omega will defend against Ray Phoenix. So what a match to look forward to. I feel like that one's going to be a really good match as we move in to TLC. Alright, moving into the final segment of this episode. We'll talk about news in the next one. Not this one, because it's pretty long in itself. I give the last, uh, last week's episode of AEW, by the way, solid six. In my opinion, too many tag team matches. But anyways, let's move into AEW, not AEW, WWE, sorry, WWE TLC. I've been talking about AEW, and that's making me still think we're talking about them. Anyways, show kicks off with a WWE title match. I'm only going to talk about, you know, the main show, not the pre-show, because they only have like one match. But show kicks off with a WWE title match between AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre. Styles opens up by beating McIntyre in the corner. Falcon's arrow by McIntyre. He did the deal. Chop in the corner and throw to Styles. Another chop. McIntyre throws Styles into the turnbuckle. Into the corner. You know, the turnbuckles. Styles is tossed over in a back body drop. He did a lot of throwing. It's AJ Styles. Chop sending Styles outside. Styles' head is slammed into the table. Snake eyes into the barricade by Drew. Another snake eyes into, like, the separate corner. Of the barricade. Ladder set up by McIntyre, but he gets stopped after Styles hits him with a chair. Styles sets up the chair in the corner. McIntyre sends AJ into the ladder. McIntyre stopped because like he did that, you know, that slingshot, so Styles just held on and started climbing. But McIntyre stopped him from successfully climbing and grabbing it. McIntyre unsuccessfully tries a power bomb. Slingshot into the chair. Styles smashes it into Styles mash- smashes into the chair face first. McIntyre gets stopped from climbing again as Styles throws a chair at him. Styles throws Drew into the ladder. AJ then throws the ladder onto Drew. Future shock by Drew McIntyre. Styles works on the leg of Drew. AJ attacks Drew with a chair. McIntyre throws a chair, sending AJ to the match so, like he was on the rope and then. They did basically the Sabu spot where he just throws it at him. So that was kind of cool, I guess. Phenomenal forearm by AJ. Stylus climbs up when McIntyre tries to stop him. McIntyre throws AJ out of the ring. McIntyre climbs up when Miz and Morrison stop him. Money in the bank is cashed in, making it a three way TLC. Miz started climbing but almost like grabbed him and threw him out. Into a table. Morrison breaks a chair on the back of Almost and it does nothing. And then Morrison just ran away. Almost was following him, like kind of stalkingly. Styles and McIntyre get up in the ring. Both climb slowly up the ladder. They brawl on the ladder as Miz enters the ring. Miz sets up another ladder and climbs. McIntyre fights off AJ. Miz and Drew brawl. McIntyre pushes Miz and AJ, get back on the ladder, and fights off. Drew, Miz climbs back and fights off AJ. McIntyre pushes down the ladder. The two challengers was on. Claymore onto Miz, McIntyre climbs up the ladder and grabs the belt to retain. So, an uh, unsuccessful cash-in. My opinion, they should just, you know, kind of retire the money in the bank. Not fully, but, you know, for a few years. Let's move on to the next match. Alright, moving into an interview with Paul Heyman we already talked about what um Kevin Owens said on Smackdown about him getting the universal title or dying he's going to die trying. It's just an interview about that. But, and then we go to Carmella versus Sasha Banks for the Smackdown Women's Championship. Carmella exits the ring at the start and she gets back in at 5. She just stands there up into the back of Sasha. Sasha Banks drags Carmella to the outside. Kick out at two by Mella. Slap by Carmella. Carmella gets thrown into Reginald, which we find out pretty quick. That's the dude who, like, gives her the champagne. That's his name. It's Reginald. <laughs> so that's that's a nice thing to know. Everybody needs to know isn't it? Carmella's stomping out Sasha Banks in the corner. Bronco Buster for two. Meteora by Sasha for two. Carmella slams Sasha Banks into the apron. Kick to the head by Sasha Banks. Double knees in the corner and a three amigos to follow by Banks. Frog splash by Sasha for two. So there's a lot of just near falls. Face buster by Carmella for another two and then two other pins where she also gets a two. Carmella uses the ropes against Banks. Super kick on the outside for two via rope break. Sasha sends Carmella into the middle turnbuckle. Code of Silence reversed by Sasha. Double Chicken Wing by Carmelo. Bronco Buster reversed. Bank Statement. Reginald pulls Carmella out of the ring. Meteora under Reginald. Poor Reginald, man. He's just getting buried out here. <laughs> Super Kicks, you know, like how people on Twitter think everything. If you lose one match, you're buried. Well, apparently Reginald's just getting buried. Super Kicks by Carmelo for two. Bank Statement again. For the win. Retaining the Smackdown women's title. It was like. Kind of a good match. I've seen a lot of people. Saying that hey. This was probably Carmella's greatest match in WWE. Which I agree. It's a pretty good women's match. So you know. Overall. I'd give this. This has been a pretty great show so far. From you know. But. Yeah, it was like a really good pay-per-view. I don't know what I'm saying, but basically it was a good pay-per-view. Moving into Billy Kay and Asuka talking backstage. Billy Kay says that on her resume, it actually says she's fluent in Japanese. So to test it out, Asuka just speaks Japanese. And then Billy Kay just says, yep. <laughs> so, you know, she obviously understood what Asuka was saying. But then we move in to probably the match of the night. No, it was a good match though. All matches are good here. Hurt Business versus the New Day for the Raw Tag Belts. Kickout at one instantly. Submission leg sweep by Kofi. Diving leg drop by Woods for two. Cross body for two again by Kofi Kingston. Tag moves by New Day for two. Close line by Shelton. Kickout at two by Xavier Woods. Cedric gets some water from MVP and drinks it. Spinebuster by Benjamin for two. Discus elbow by Woods. Diving double foot stomp by Kofi for another two count. DDT by Woods for near fault. Knee by Shelton. Xavier sent to the corner. Kick to the back of Woods by Cedric for another two. Submission by Cedric, which Xavier escapes. Benjamin tagged in and works on the arm of Woods. Alexander tags in and has a claw on the arm of Woods. Forearm by Cedric. Kick to the side by Woods, followed by a tag to Kofi and Benjamin. Kofi hits a clothesline on Shelton. New Day Boom Drop, drop, which was caught by Shelton in a powerbomb position, which was really good. A really cool, uh, reversal. Alexander tags in. Kofi gets out of the powerbomb position. SOS for two by Kofi. Knee into a brain buster by Cedric for two. Neuralizer onto Xavier. Shelton tagged in and goes for an Olympic Slam, which is reversed by Kofi. Shelton pushed off the top. Superplex by Shelton onto Kofi. Benjamin says up for something when Alexander just tags in. You know, just randomly. So they're already teasing something between Alexander and um, Shelton Benjamin. He tags in and hits a Lumbar check. And the uh, Hurt Business finally... Finally, become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Which is a great, great option by WWE. I feel like there was no real, you know, in-between or other option. It was just that, in my opinion. Sami Zayn berates Caleb Braxton for definitely totally leaking audio from him that wasn't recorded on a microphone by B and was fake. (laughs) Because if it was real audio, I feel like he'd be swearing. But there was no swearing. So it was definitely real. Moving into Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Asuka, and her mystery opponent, which is Charlotte Flair. She came back, kicks to Shayna by Asuka. Kicks by Shayna to Asuka, sorry. Asuka kicks herself And follows with an armbar. I don't think I put herself. I think I put something else. Anyways. Charlotte tagged in. There's like autocorrect. So if you hear something weird. Then just, you know, look over it. Charlotte tagged in. Closed in by Charlotte. Figure 4 reversed. Nia Jax tagged in. Asuka tagged back. After some action. Elbow to Asuka. Then a headbutt. Asuka sent a... Sent shoulder first into the corner. Basler in and works on the arm. Nia's in. Nia's in and tags back out. Punches in the corner to Osco. Shana working more on the arm of Asuka. Kicks to the leg by Osco. Pinned by Shana for two. Charlotte finally getting in the ring again. I think she was already in the ring. Yeah. Chops away at Nia followed by a big boot. Exploder onto to Baszler. Elbow to Nia. Big boot for two. Moonsault to Nia outside. Both back in by seven. Figure four reversed. Samala drop reversed. Asuka tags. Missile drop kick. Shayna's in. Kirifuda, but Charlotte tags in. Kirifuda once again attempted, but this time it was reversed. Roll up for two by Shayna. Figure eight by Charlotte, but Nia pulls her down. Kirifuda. Kick out by Baszler. Cause like, she had her shoulders down or something. Natural selection to win the raw. To win the women's tag belts. So, I guess that the natural selection is, like, her new finisher. Because I think she also used it on SmackDown. Because it wasn't the Thunderdome, and I did see that. So, yeah, kind of a spoiler. But, you know, she did use it. <laughs> but I feel like it's pretty obvious. I didn't say that they won, but, like, she's using it a lot more. Because I don't remember who won that much. Anyways, moving into Sami Zayn and Biggie arguing backstage about the leak. And then Biggie says hey at least it was just audio imagine if they leaked something else so he basically just said imagine if they leaked you new <laughs> KO versus Reigns forgot to write notes but Roman Reigns did retain the boat moving it yeah just like again wasn't really paying attention just tweeting and stuff but anyways moving on to the main event Which is The Fiend versus Randy Orton. In a Firefly Inferno match. I was confused at first. Because like when the match started. There was no fire. I was like wait. Hold on. Didn't they say Inferno match? I was like no way they're doing an Inferno match without fire. That's like taking away. The whole point of an Inferno match. I was so confused. I was like what is happening? But. There was fire in the match. And we will get to that. But anyways, punch by Randy. Does nothing. The Fiend just stares at him. Kick, once again, doesn't affect Bray. Another punch. RKO missed. Bray beats down and Sister Abigail dodged. Drop kick by Randy. Running splash onto Randy. Randy reverses another Sister Abigail. And hits a backbreaker. Sister Abigail connects and the fire comes up. Randy suddenly is slammed... Into the steps. Orton dodges, going into the flames. Closed on by Bray. Wyatt attacks Orton with a strap. Bray sets another strap on fire and basically tries to murder Orton, but he got out of the way. Bray dodges, going into the flames. Randy almost gets hit with a pickaxe, but moves out of the way. Bray grabs a rocking chair and puts gasoline around it. Bray puts Orton in the chair. Bray then grabs a lighter and throws it in the gasoline. Randy gets out of the t- chair just in time. Bray it hit with an axe handle and then steps. You know, like an actual axe handle, not just the The hit, you know, that they do, diving axe handle. No, it was an actual axe handle. Uh, Randy hits Bray with a chain wrapped around his hand. Well, you know, it probably wasn't an actual, actual axe handle, but you know what I mean. Bray gets out of the way when close to the fire. When close to the fire. You're an Auggie. By Bray in the the ring. Bray twists Randy's neck. Orin thrown outside. Bray sets the axe handle on fire, but Orin stops him from hitting him. DDT on the outside. RKO reversed into a mandible claw. Randy sets the fiend on fire, but the fiend is still on his feet. RKO by Orin onto a burning fiend. The fiend is unconscious. Uncautious? I don't know how to say that word. It's like a very hard word for me. It Well, you know, I know the word, but, like, it's one of those words that you can't really say good. At least for me. Sorry, my dogs. Uh, Randy grabs the gasoline and pours it all on the fiend, in quotations. Randy grabs a match, lights it on fire, and throws it on the fiend to burn him. So I guess they're killing the character or something? But that was TLC. I give this pay-per-view a 9 out of 10. This will be the final few words. I know I said TLC was. But we're moving on to our flashback moments of the week. This is something I feel you should all absolutely go watch. Amazing match. It's free on YouTube. Ring of Honor posted it so you can watch it legally. Because Ring of Honor freely posted it in their Throwback Thursday. Uh, you know, the vault that they... The vault in quotations where they just post flashback matches. And it was uploaded October eighth, with Elgin Errico versus Matt Seidel. From a fight, ROH's pay per view, of fight at Roxbury, two thousand seven. So it's like a good show to see two stars go at it before they was big, you know, before they made it to WWE. It's a very good match. I feel like it's a little too, you know, a little too much kickouts and all. But, like, it's a very good match. I feel like we should all go watch it. And, yeah, that's my flashback moment of of the episode.